Lights Out the Scoreboard, Episode 4. I know we took a little break just because of uh, coronavirus and everything, but we're back. I'm Jamal. Yeah, and I'm Corey, man. Hope everybody being safe through this weird process, man. For hopefully everybody being safe through this COVID-19. But let's get to it this week, man. What we got talking about today, Jamal? All right, man. Let's jump straight into it. The big news of the NFL offseason, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the two-year contract. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, at first, man, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was skeptical. It just it just didn't seem like the right fit for for the champion for the the arguably the goat that I was thinking of. It just seemed like Tampa Bay wasn't necessarily as solid as as other destinations. But as you, I kind of come and grow and, and learn about Tampa Bay a little bit more, I see where it might be a good fit though. What do you think? I like it, man. He got a uh, tall receiver and. Uh, Mike Evans, and then he got the speedy receiver, receiver in Chris Godwin. He got O.J. Howard. He got some good weapons around him, unlike New England, where you had to worry about Josh Gordon getting suspended because of uh, smoking weed. Man, you know. We got to tell y'all players, man, y'all got to stay off that, man, for a paycheck, man. Million-dollar paycheck, too. Yeah, not man. not 1000 not 800 Million-dollar <laughs> paycheck. I know. Y'all can wait till the offseason, man. But, yeah, honestly, and then uh, Tampa Bay, they have a, uh, a pretty solid defense, man. And then they uh, still have a pretty high uh, draft pick, so. I like his chances with Tampa Bay. The only thing I'm worried about is the uh, competition in the NFC South having to deal with Drew Brees and the high-power offense of the Saints. Then with uh, Matt Ryan and Atlanta Falcons, I think that's uh, my major concern going to the NFC South. Yeah, man, I think that's something he hasn't really had to deal with. Even speaking from a Ravens standpoint, man, Joe is not – Joe Flacco, you know, when he at his prom, is not going to create the same problems that uh, a Drew Brees could create. You know what I mean? A guy like that. And I feel like Joe is honestly – the toughest quarterback that he's had to deal with in the playoffs in the last seven to eight years, as far as on the AFC, on the side of the AFC. I mean, you could arguably talk about Big Ben, but to me, he never really, he he never really was as, he didn't really create as much of a problem as Joe did in the Ravens. But of course, I'm a Ravens fan, so that that could be biased, but. A lot biased, a lot biased. Don't let this man fool y'all. Tell you. But yeah, I think recently, I think he made a good move to get out the AFC just because it's going to be tough trying to get through um, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're going to have a scrum. They're going to have a chokehold on the uh, AFC for a while, for years to come. So it was a smart move getting out the AFC. The only thing is, man, he just went to um, arguably, arguably one of the toughest division, divisions in the NFC. So it'll be tough for him, but I'm ready to see how it uh, plays out for him. Yeah, I, I'm, again, I'm excited. If, if Tom could turn this around or even get remotely close to the success level that he was at in in, uh, in New England, I'll, I'll be impressed. I, I feel like, I mean, he's already to go. I understand that. But this will even more so solidify his book on the game. It, it solidify his stamp on the game. Yeah, because everybody really want to see him do it without Bill Belichick, and they want to see Bill Belichick, and he have success without Tom Brady. And I think this would be a major... I think I don't want to say stamp of approval, but it'd just be more of a, um, another chance to prove themselves, both of them. Because, you know, Bill Belichick was in Cleveland, ain't had much success, and really hasn't had much success since Tom Brady got there. But he's proved, proven to work with uh, players like Matt Castle, Jimmy G, and Jacoby Brissett, and was able to have a formidable team out there on the field. Yeah, for sure. So uh, a test for both of them. Two of the greats of the game, it's a test for both of them. It's a new chapter. And so I, I think it'll be great to see. I'm excited to see. Um, Tom made the biggest move of the NFL, you know, all this offseason, you know, thing we got going on. But uh, he's not the only move. Was there any other things that you, any other guys you saw get picked up, any other teams that you was kind of interested in? 
Uh, I mean, we all saw it, man. We we saw the uh, when Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter uh, tweeted it out, man. Nobody expected the um, Houston Texans to trade DeAndre Hopkins for uh, David Johnson in the second round pick. I mean, come on, man. Deshaun Watson all by itself down there in Houston. Yeah, I mean they put they definitely put the kid in a weird spot. The move the move came is big news to me. I, I definitely didn't see it coming. The guys last three years seemed like they were becoming closer, more of a tandem. Uh, guys, both guys have solidified themselves at that position. It definitely came as a shock. Um, I don't know if you kind of heard um, kind of the the rumor that was going around as to why he decided to leave. Uh, but I'm just going to say, you tell me if you think it's true. I'm not really arguing with the validity of the source. Um, Shannon Sharp, excuse me, not Shannon Sharp. What's the other? Uh, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, my bad. Sorry, Shannon. Uh, Michael Irvin came out and, and, you know, was kind of being a little transparent. But ultimately, he said that Coach O'Brien um, was not was not happy with the way that the, uh, DeAndre was kind of uh, handling himself in the locker room and outside. And mind you, when I say I'm not talking about crimes, I'm not talking about doing anything illegal, he didn't like the fact that he had multiple baby mothers, apparently, according to the source. He, he had multiple baby mothers. He didn't like the way that his family would be at the games and things like that. So to me, it sounds like he was kind of judging his character, even more so when Michael Irvin said that he, he uh, compared him to... Aaron Hernandez. Mind you, Aaron Hernandez is a con- was a convicted felon. You know, rest in peace, Aaron Hernandez, but he was a convicted felon, uh, convicted of murder. Hopkins, never been convicted of murder, never been in trouble before, so this that came as a shock. I mean, yeah, he's pretty much an all-pro wide receiver, uh, you know, uh, generational talent. And for him to compare him to Aaron Hernandez, I mean, you know, DeAndre Hopkins did kind of like say everything was good with him and Bill O'Brien, but I mean, I'm just say personally, if – and whoever I'm working for, and they compare me to um, a murderer or somebody like that just because of the way I handle my, I conduct myself well and just because I have a few baby mothers, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think that translates to the field. Like I say, people have done much worse than, you know, have a few baby mamas. So I don't think it's a big deal to me. But apparently also DeAndre Hawkins wasn't really happy with this contract that he uh, had and he wanted to uh, rene- renegotiate his contract, which had been, you know, for a wide receiver. Amari just got... Uh, 20 million, 21 million. Out there he's down, up, he's yeah, up there in the uh, 20s, and then Julio had got in the upper 20s. Well-deserved. Well Michael deserved. Thomas last <laughs> last year had got uh, a $20 million contract. Well-deserved. So, yeah. I mean, each year, you know. So, I think he was he was ready to get paid, too. And I know they got a big contract coming up with De- Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson. So, like I said, I would have traded him for a little bit more if I was to get rid of him. And, but they – that that right there, the, what they gave up to, what they kind of gave up to to get rid of him. I mean, they, they kind it was nothing. Like it was nothing. So that even more so kind of makes me feel like it was an emergency thing. With this, just not gonna work anymore. We need to get this situated before we start to move forward. Definitely rush. I mean, you saw what the uh, what the uh, Vikings got for uh, Stephon Diggs. You know, they got pretty good draft uh, picks for Stephon Diggs. And honestly, I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins over uh, Stephon Diggs. So yes. And then, on top of that, they took a heavy contract with David Johnson, man. It was no reason to make that move or include David Johnson. The Cardinals got off in that deal. Any way you want to look at it, they got got off a bad contract and got Kyler Murray, a legit weapon. So, 
It's a win. It's a win for the Cardinals. Dangerous. I'm, I'm excited to see what the Cardinals can be in years to come, just how, you know, Kyler kind of developing. And I'm just excited with some of these young guys that we got coming up right now. Shout out to my guy, Lamar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lamar looking good, man. You think AB he gonna be with the Ravens next year? Hey, I was just gonna touch on it, man. I I, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, he got too much off the field going on, man. He need to sit down on somebody's couch, That's you know, it. and really <clears throat> vent to somebody. Cause I feel like he he needs some help, man. Some mental help. It's it's obvious, man. With the uh, with the IG posts, with the rants that he goes on, I music mean, videos. I mean, multiple. He, he dropping music videos every other week. I'm catching them on World Star. You know, I mean, good visuals, A.B., good visuals. Don't really know what you're talking about, um, but good visuals. Hey, it just goes to show, man, shout out to Mike Tomlin for being able to deal with Antonio Brown and Big Ben. Because Big Ben is a drama queen, too. A lot of people don't like to point that out, but he is full of drama. And to be able to handle the egos of Le'Veon, Big Ben, and uh, and uh, also Antonio, man, he really did a good thing up there in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, all much credit to uh, Mike Tomlin. Great point. Great point. Didn't even think about it like that, but um, just uh, I'm sure he doesn't get enough credit as is. But that's a great point. A lot of a lot of egos up there. Two of those guys broke off because they thought they were kind of bigger than a not bigger than a program, but the program could no longer kind of. I would say, I would say AB was. I don't think Le'Veon really was. Um, Le'Veon just wanted some. some he wanted money. some money. Yeah, he wanted some money. So I can't even argue with that. But yeah, uh, Antonio, man, you just need, you need to go home and see a therapist, see a shrink. You know, just get your life together, bro. Please, man, please. But no, I wasn't saying wasn't saying I wouldn't take AB right now because of anything physical. The guy could play football. Oh, I mean, you know, you most got talented receiver in the league, man. I, I mean, it's just you just can't keep him on the field because of his off the field and issues and his judgment off the field. I mean, if it were just performance based, on the field based, I'm taking AB pretty much almost over everybody. I don't, I don't know another if we yeah like you said we're just talking ability based. I don't know another guy right now that I would take to bring into my franchise other than AB. You know skill wise. Yeah. Skill wise. I mean him and Lamar and then um, Hollywood Brown. I mean and then uh, what's the uh, tight end for the uh, Ravens Andrews? I mean that's yeah. that's a good looking offense and then having Mark Ingram run the ball. I mean that, that would look real good. Look great. I mean and even more so it seemed like. Lamar has kind of even even in his short tenure in the NFL, it seems like Lamar has kind of established his personality as a guy that's easy to get along with. His yeah. teammates love him. You know, a lot of different personalities. I can tell within segments of his posts that he makes, and he's his teammates come from all backgrounds. Let's just say that his teammates come from all backgrounds, and he he meshes it well. I mean, he gets guys together, 20, 15 to twenty guys. You know, walking out of the game together, celebrating a W. You know, so that's it's just good to see, and I, I think an AB could kind of hinder that. So I would, I would just like to see how we do moving forward without AB. Yeah, Lamar definitely moves like a veteran man. Even though this, he's entering <laughs> his third year, he definitely uh, approaches the game like a uh, six-year, seven-year vet. So man, shout out to Lamar Jackson. Definitely, man. I want to just uh, quick, quick topic. You know, quarterbacks in the league right now scrutinized a lot. We could talk about with Cam things going on like that, but. Is there anybody in the league that you feel like this is their make or break year? A guy that maybe's been getting a lot of a lot of leeway, but now he kind of has to produce this year. I would have to say, um, honestly, Mitch Trubisky, man. Everybody feel like he's the problem up in Chicago. So, man, they brought in Nick Foles. I don't know if he's going to be a starter or a backup. I think they're going to have both of those guys compete. But we have to see what happens, man. I mean, I think it's a lot of weight on his shoulders. He got picked before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So, 
Mm. When you got those two guys, those two guys pick after you. I mean, come on, man. You gotta be, you gotta be working out right now. You gotta be working with your receivers, work on your game, and you know, like I said, man, it's a uh, make or break year for uh, Mr. Trubisky. I I definitely agree with that. Um, a guy that Chicago has been nothing but fair. They surrounded him with some talent. You know, as as, as talent was available, they surrounded him with decent decent team, and he just. Hasn't really been able to kind of get over that hump. I, I'm not even really talking about the team hump. I'm talking about individual talent. Uh, guys around him seem to have been playing good on both sides of the ball. Reason why they was even able to make the playoffs. Um, but it, it, it definitely just some some definitely some things to go. Another guy that's kind of been on that radar as far as make or break. But we're, I'm kind of I kind of have my eyes on him a little bit more this year. Would gotta be Matt I, Matty Ryan. Um, just he been out there a while at Atlanta. Never really had success. Uh, we it's stayed mediocre, but oh, you think it's time for Matt Ryan to be done? I think it's time for him to be done. At least with Atlanta. I mean, it's not really fair to the talent that they do have. We, I mean, come on, they have the one of the best receivers in the league, man. We we not really able to see this guy on the next level. I think that's more so a coaching, man. Honestly, mm. uh, the defense hasn't been great, and they always put up points as far as the offense, man. With Calvin Ridley and Julio. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, I mean, you know, as a whole, they all choked in that uh, that Super Bowl game a few years back. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's time. I think, with, I think they still got that same coach. They're gonna wait and play it out and see what he does, and then get a new coach if he can't succeed. Then after that, I think the pressure should be on Matt Ryan. But right now, I think he, I think Matty Ice is pretty good in Atlanta. I mean, That's a surprise, safe. though. He's safe in Atlanta. That's a surprise, though. But uh, he definitely better step it up if Tom Brady and Drew Brees make it to the playoffs than he doesn't. So Come on, man. I feel, I feel like it's guys that have just been better than him, whether it's, it's just – I mean, it's, anyway, I'm not going to hop on Matt. I'm not, not trying to get on Matt. I'm just – just it's hard to watch. I see guys who don't really get the same chances that a guy like Matt Ryan will get to kind of not be successful. Like, it's – it's kind of like, okay, we didn't get it this year. We'll get it next year. It's okay. We didn't get it this year. We'll get it next year. It's okay. We didn't get it this year. And a guy like Cam could never. <laughs> a guy, I mean, injury, no injury. A guy like Cam would never, would never. Yeah, the big difference between them two, and I'm a Cam fan, is that Matt Ryan has been more available in recent times. So that's why he he doesn't have that same pressure. I wish Cam would have stayed. But, yeah, you'll definitely see where, like, a few other quarterbacks would have had some uh, pressure on him. Yeah. Speaking of Cam, though, do you, do you see Cam? Do you have any – predicted landing spots for Cam, places you'd like to see him. I know you were a Panthers fan. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I would like to see Cam with the Chargers, man. I mean, they got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Elker. Uh, what's the tight end name out there? I can't think of his name. They got a real good tight end. Um, so I would definitely like to see him uh, out there in the Chargers in L.A., a place where I feel like fits Cam personality. You know, he can do anything off the field as far as, like, building his brand and also get the work done on the field. And I just would like to see it. They got a pretty good defense, so. No, I think you make good points as far as definitely a mesh well sort of situation. Uh, being, you know, living here in Charlotte, uh, me and both, me and Jamal both, we, we kind of get a, a better idea. Uh, I'm not saying we see Cam or anything like that, but you do get a good feel of, of him being in the city of the type of person that he is. Doesn't seem like a bad dude at all. Just a guy that wants to win, a guy that is interested in certain things, whether it be fashion, whether it be building his brand. And I just feel like San Diego could attribute to that a little more than the Carolinas can. So really good for Cam if he's able to make that situation work, if he's able to get up there, uh, get signed, whatever the situation is, make it work. Yeah, and I honestly think I would like to see – I wouldn't mind seeing him on the on the Patriots. My only issue with being on the Patriots is just be 
I don't know if Bill Belichick would surround him with the weapons that he, he would need to succeed at this age. You know, he's not as mobile as he once was. He looks like he's in, I mean, he looks like he keeps himself in tip-top shape. It's just that, man, you see that they didn't really have the most weapons up there in New England, but I would like to see him coached by Bill, che- Bill Belichick, though. That's, a, that's another place. I would be I would be more so curious to know uh, how Bill could kind of mesh the system for Cam. You know, he's not like yeah. one of those those guys that you kind of named, Matt Castle, Jimmy G. Yeah. He's a little different, you know, so just to see what he could do. But, yeah, I don't like the way they treated the whole Cam situation. I feel like that they were going to release him. They should have released him earlier. Um, and then coming out and making the announcement they were going to keep, keep Cam for the next season and then so happened. The sign, Teddy Bridgewater. It just seemed like the organization don't know what they want to do. You know, people were saying it was going to be a rebuild. Then why go out there and get Teddy Bridgewater? It's more like a retooling, it looks like. And then you go. You went out and made a good move by signing uh, Robbie Anderson, who's a speed receiver. Now you got McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and uh, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore. So I like it. I just I just felt like you should have kept Cam if you were going to uh, get Teddy Bridgewater. Somebody who hasn't proven himself. Yeah, I mean, he's over 500 as a starting quarterback, but I think he got over-glorified in that Saints system, and people just fell in love with it just because he went 5-0 with a talented Saints team and a great coach in Sean Payton. Definitely, man. I, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought premature. That was the first thing that came to my mind, premature. Not saying Teddy does not have talent, but I didn't feel like that short stint that he had uh, success-wise in, in uh, New Orleans was deemed enough for him to walk away with a almost $20 million a year sort of contract. Like, I... I'm not really comfortable with that. I'm kind of shocked. I don't really know what the ownership is is doing. I know Tepper seems like a not an off the whim guy, but a I'm gonna do things my way type type of guy. Want to switch things up? You know, he's making a lot of moves. Whether it be the new practice facility down in South Carolina, he's just making a lot of moves. And I feel like hopefully he's seeing something or he has an idea or they know what they're doing. Because as a fan, I don't I don't really see the point of it. You see, you say you seem like you're kind of rebuilding, but yet you go out and get a quarterback. Pay him top dollar. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, because everybody was saying, oh, tank for Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I was kind of expecting them, if they did cut Cam, cut Cam and get somebody like a, not even a mid-level replacement, just a backup quarterback, or let Cal Allen go into the season and then get a high draft pick. And uh, even if you don't get the number one draft pick, trade up, you know, trade a first-round pick and something else to get that number one pick to draft Trevor Lawrence. I just, like I said, it was a premature move on the uh, management side, I think. But another thing is, um, I heard uh, it was a little rumor that Cam also won an extension on his contract. And I'm going to be honest, are you really not getting this uh, extension on the contract if you haven't been healthy, the last, fully healthy the last two years? And then, especially if he was talking about top dollar, which I don't blame him for doing, because why am I going out there on the field if I'm not going to get uh, guaranteed in money? But it's like you, you really don't have no no leverage to negotiate a contract, man. Just I was. If that was the case, Cam should have just played out that last year and then talked to him in the offseason about getting a new contract. Yeah, man. At least Cam, let us let's see, man. Let us see. Let us see what is what it looked like first. I'm not. I, I know you you confident, but I hope hopefully you know that's just rumor. We don't know. Yeah, if that's rumor. The case. It's not all speculation. Yeah. Not a hundred percent guarantee, but you know, I would love to see Cam Newton in the Carolina uniform, but that's not the case. But as you were talking about pressure on quarterbacks, I think it's a lot of pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. You know, everybody's saying, oh, he's such a – he should be having a starting job. Oh, people are saying he should go to Chicago, Tampa Bay, maybe even the Chargers. Well, let's see. He's on Carolina. He has weapons. The offensive line is kind of suspect still. But we'll see, wait and see how that plays out. But he does have three good wide receivers and a great running back. So, we're going to wait and see, man, and see what Teddy, Bridge, 
Teddy Bridgewater can do if he's really that guy. I mean, he says he's a winner, so let's go out there and prove it, man. Yeah, I'm a, um, giving the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'm not <laughs> not gonna harp on it. Just seemed like he's been given a chance as a starter. Didn't really pan out. Seemed like a great backup. Um, let's let's just see if he's a twenty million dollar a year type of guy. We'll see. Yeah. So what you want to touch on next, man? Man, I'm 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 gonna leave it alone with my. We can kind of switch gears, man. Kind of touch on uh, uh, the NBA if you want to a little bit. I know not too much is going on with the COVID. It's 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 really unfortunate. It's weird walking in your house on Friday, Saturday. Can't even pull up a game that night. It's just so weird, man. It's so weird. But uh, other things that's going on in the NBA, other than the, uh, the COVID, uh, would, would definitely be um, guys kind of showing their other talents. <laughs> I'll say I, I'm, that's something I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of NBA guys taking their, ta- taking their other talents to social media. Uh, Luca participating in some TikToks. Little, little mediocre things like that. Uh, not too much going on in the NBA right yeah. now, man. LeBron doing TikToks and all that. So it's just. They're basically trying to find something to do in their free time as well. I mean, they can work out, you know, but you can only work out so much, you know, and not actually practice. So, I mean, the good thing, I guess, they get to spend time with their family, you know, but they're just not playing no games. So, not playing a, games. Disappointing. Definitely disappointing, especially for the, the fans that was kind of getting excited to their teams, getting in that full gear. We saw a lot of teams kind of coming up. I mean, what, I mean, with, with assuming that we don't see another NBA game this season, do you still have your MVP? Are you confident in who your MVP would have been for the season? For the season, uh, it would have to go to, um, I thought LeBron was gaining on Giannis, especially with that uh, that last month. I thought he was definitely gaining on him. But since we don't have, since we haven't seen a month of basketball, I had to give it to Giannis as of, as of right now, just because his team, he, he's, proven, he's shown it more for the whole year. Not saying that LeBron hasn't, but he's shown it more and they won more. And LeBron really just kind of kicked it up in the, I guess, another gear recently. Yeah, as of, as of late, I would yeah. say that's when that's when things started kind of. Oh man, maybe LeBron could win this thing in his freaking fortieth year in the NBA. But now, nah, right now, if we had to end it, I, you got to give it to Giannis. I think it kind of gets a little more interesting when you start talking about most improved. Some guys kind of making more headway than others, especially when you talk about defensive player of the year. It was a lot of guys that was kind of making their headway, man. I just it's unfortunate to, to not be able to see how the season would pan out. Yeah, so hopefully they do resume the regular season. I would like for that to happen instead of just jumping into the playoffs. Um, I mean, because they don't they're gonna still be rusty, man. So I would say play out the regular season whenever they can, then jump into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean we got we need 10, 10, at least ten or ten or twenty regular season games. It would it would be a it would be a messy playoff series. I feel yeah. like if we just threw guys in. I don't even think ten is enough, man. I think it, I think it was about twenty some games left. So I, I honestly think the best idea for them to let the players and coaches get um get acclimated again is basically let them continue to play out the season. Yeah, definitely let them play them out and uh, just kind of see how things go. Um, I gotta say my my most improved this year would have went to Devontae. He did hit a little rough patch, but um, towards the end of the end of the season here, he was kind of bringing things back, showing his confidence again. That's a guy I would have gave it to. Yeah, that All Star break I think helped a lot of players. I think it helped like LeBron, like he was able to pick it up recently, and Devontae Graham, even the Hornets as a whole. Miles Bridges was playing a lot better. Uh, PJ Washington got back in the groove of things, and Devontae. So I think it was just good for the whole NBA to come um, to get that little All Star break and the rest up, and then to come back and shoot uh, firing the All Cylinders. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely good. Sure, a lot of guys got confidence after that, which is usually what happens, yeah. you know, after All Star break. Certain guys, even the uh, even the young guys, uh, the uh, Martin twins for uh, for Charlotte, yeah. they they stepped it up. I mean, they they were locking up on defense, create for others, knocking down open threes, finishing at the basket. I mean, those guys, I feel like they got a. Uh, if they get another full season under them, they're gonna be pretty good, man. Definitely, man. They was on their way to showing me role players in the, in, in the NBA. You they, know, they, they, yeah, they definitely proved me wrong. You know, I thought, you know, okay, you know, local guys from North Carolina, you give them a chance, sign both of them. Both and then it turns out, I mean, these guys are putting up quality minutes, you know, and putting up uh, nice numbers. And it's they do more than what's on the stat sheet. And I'm gonna tell you who they remind me of, and like they remind you what MKG should have been. It's how they looking, like able to create for others, lock down defense, hustle, knock down open shot. I mean, and then they're they're producing more than uh, guys like Nick Batum ever did. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, definitely, and doing it on a lot less. A lot less. <laughs> Tell <laughs> you, a lot less, man. But you know, we we don't really have a segment here, but it seemed like every time we we get a chance and and, and lucky enough to come and, and record the podcast, we it's always a guy right now that's in trouble. <laughs> we, yeah, man. Right now, you got John Jones. I don't know if y'all are familiar, but he's a multi-champion multi winning uh, UFC fighter. Um, I mean, he's, he's excellent, been relevant for the last 10 years. Only thing that's kind of kept him away would be his off-the-octagon off the incidents. Uh, as of late, he did get into some, uh, some trouble, I believe, in New Mexico. Yeah, the DWI charge, he caught. Um, I saw the video. I saw the video of it, and it he was a little, you could tell he was a little intoxicated. I mean, he wasn't being belligerent or anything like that. He was actually saying yes, sir, no, sir, to the officer. But that's not the problem. The problem is that he was drinking and driving and that he put himself in that situation, you know. Uh, I just would like to see athletes do better. Come on, man, just use your judgment, man. Use your thinking skills, man. So you got to do better. You can't be drinking and driving, man. You're going to drink, get an Uber. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, and it's not like we holding him to a standard that we wouldn't hold any other person to, yeah. you know. It's nothing crazy. If we was to go out tonight, we get drunk. We we should take an Uber. Yeah, you know? Take an Uber. I have a designated driver. Yeah. Do something, you know. But yeah, uh, I just man, especially when you're an athlete, you gotta do better, man. You too much to, money, too much people, too much influence, too much attention. Yeah. Come on, and uh, I mean it's it's not really relevant, but it is kind of uh, coincidental that the the reason why the police even arrived on the scene was uh, was for a completely unrelated, separate incident. Um, they actually thought it was weapons. On the scene, come to find out, they find an intoxicated Jones in his vehicle, I believe, with the bottle, yeah, open container. Open, open container. Like, come on, man. <laughs> so, open container in the car, man. So, it, it was no way he could deny it, but. Unfortunate, man. Definitely unfortunate. Hate to see another great. He, he had he just completed and just completed a big fight. So, it, it's definitely, definitely a disappointment. And then, let's uh, go back to the NBA. Another guy who needs to think a lot more. Jamal Murray, man. What was you thinking, bro? You got kids following you. You got NBA people, execs probably following you. You got so many fans following you, and you're gonna post. You're gonna post a video of you receiving. You know what? I ain't gonna go wow. into the deep details of it, but basically, he had an incident where he posted something. Where he said he got hacked. Some would say allegedly. Allegedly, post something. <laughs> allegedly, post post this explicit video. That's how I'm gonna word it. Explicit video on your IG story, and then tweet later. Yeah, I apologize, fans. I got hacked. Like, come on, man. Ah, ah. 
Man, I, I, I got to believe him, man. I got to believe him. I got I to believe. I got to believe that this multi-million dollar guy, Come on, professional athlete, did not intentionally, deliberately post a video of him in the act of receiving anything like that, man. Like, I, I would I would hope he has better judgment than that. It's, it's sad that we even man, talk about Man, I'm over here thinking he got the coronavirus, man. He trending on Twitter, man. I click my phone. And I, I'm like, come on, dog. I put my phone down. Wow. Yeah, he, it he, was still up there? The video was still up it there? Was the, it was wow. on IG, but you know, Twitter, once they get a hold of it, it's going to resurface. You know, it's, it's on there. So, yeah, it, it's kind of disappointing, man. Uh, he's a good player. He he doesn't have any off-the-court issues except for this little hiccup, I would say, that he, uh, he uh, that got out there. I mean, honestly, what I think happened, I mean, I hope – I'm going to be real with y'all, man. I think he put it – thought he put it on the friends only. Thank you. Yeah. And then he probably got a bunch of notifications. <laughs> and realized. That wasn't on friends only. And by this time, man, everybody pretty much done seen it, shared it, reposted it. So, come on, Jamal Murray. You're going to need to do better, bro. Do better. You win John Jones, man. I need y'all to do better. Yeah, man. Like, that's <clears> – <throat> I mean, at least you didn't catch a charge, Murray. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I guess maybe you got a little bored. Hey, <laughs> keep that keep that, keep that, that organized, man. Keep that yeah, come on, career. man. That should be on another phone, off the account, something else, you know. And I – and I really hope it wasn't your girl, man, because I know you you getting the earful from your, if that's your girl. So yeah, for real, for real, <laughs> I do better. Really, if it wasn't your girl and you got a girl, you probably still getting the earful. But yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you you'll work that out, man. But anything else going on, man? Big in sports right now. Uh yeah, I want to uh, touch on Lamelo Ball. You know, the 18 year old. You know, uh, trying to make a purchase for the, uh, his Australian team. I think that's big. You know, trying to invest early. You know into a team that, honestly, um, he could probably have good profit uh, if he invests his money right into the team, do the marketing and the sales and everything right. It could be a, a major move. Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm not too familiar with, with the process of purchasing a team at all, but I can tell you that I've never seen an 18-year-old do it. Um, so for him to do it, I don't care if it's NBA or overseas, um, that for him, for an 18-year-old to purchase a team, I think he partnered with his agent to go in on it, but for him to purchase a team, definitely big and probably game-breaking, game-changing, I would say. That's, this is game-changing, something we may see replicated from years to come. Yeah, and y'all can say what y'all want to about LeVar, but hey, man, shout-out to LeVar. I know he can be a little tough on his kids, just like any parent. He want, he want them to succeed, and he installs the confidence into them by hyping them up and saying they're going to do this, or they're better than Steph Curry, or they're going to be better than Michael Jordan. You know, it's all about confidence. Like I said, he has a different approach to it. But, man, you just got to kind of uh, shout out what he's doing and speaking the success into existence. You know, uh, Lonzo, excuse me, Lonzo Ball, you know, being a hot draft pick, you know, and even showing some uh, signs of improvement in New Orleans with uh, Leangelo finally getting picked up for, for a G League team, you know, after getting – after he made that dumb mistake of stealing something uh, overseas. And then recently with uh, LaMelo Ball potentially being a hot draft pick, so – Big shout-out to the ball. Definitely big shout-out. You're doing something over there right, man. You're yeah. definitely doing something right. You got three kids in the NBA. I don't care what level. Well, excuse me, uh, LaMelo hasn't made it yet, but it's yeah. obvious where he's going. He'll be, yeah, he'll be a draft pick. He'll be there. And uh, uh, even the middle middle uh, ball, brother, it, without that incident, he could possibly be – he would have possibly been in the NBA playing on the bench for someone. It's, it's still a, a big monument. NBA is nothing to play with. Yeah, pop, you know, he could possibly be, you know, get a 10-day contract, you know. Yeah. Hopefully mo- much success to him. Definitely. Um, out, outside of the, the ball, brothers, man, it, it has been quiet. Uh, kind of disappointing. I'm running. I don't know about you. I'm running a lot of 
uh, tapes back. I know ESPN has put a lot of run a lot of games back. You've been catching old Hornets games. Any memorable games yeah. that has been caught popped up? Uh, not necessarily, man. I caught myself watching that Saints and Vikings game where uh, that uh, Minnesota miracle. You know, when Stephon Diggs caught that pass at the end of the game and uh, ran it for a touchdown. I caught that one last nice. night. Um, but that was honestly about it. I've been watching YouTube highlights and players. Yeah. That's honestly what I've been doing. Definitely, man. Uh, hopefully, everybody out there finding good t- good ways to entertain uh, find good ways to entertain themselves. Um, I know it's, it's definitely been quiet around here, so everybody just you know stay safe, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, man. Keep watching Netflix and everything like that. But it's only so much of Hulu, Netflix, so y'all can catch up on. I'm ready for that documentary, yeah. uh, Jordan documentary. Oh yeah, it's coming. They pushed. Uh, thankfully, they pushed it up. Uh, they didn't push it up a lot. They didn't push it up too. Uh, closer, but I mean, I'm cool with April the 19th. You know, that's Definitely. a few weeks away, so I'm cool with that. I believe that's Sunday, April the 19th. Um, yeah. So, and definitely. I think it, it may come on ESPN. I'm pretty sure we're, by the time we get closer to that uh, release date, we'll definitely figure out what uh, station it's going to be released on. So, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. For sure, for sure. Uh, y'all, please continue to follow us, man. YouTube, we appreciate anybody listening to it. Family, friends. Yeah. Fan, we co-workers, appreciate it. Yeah, shout yeah. out to my coworkers. A few of them checked in on it. Um, but also, I want to touch on something recently. Uh, I think Dwayne Wade and Mello were on uh, live on uh, Instagram, and uh, I think a question got asked about if you uh, if Mello uh, were were had to got if Mello was picked up by the Pistons in the uh, draft in 03, how many rings do he think he would have? And Mello responded with at least two or three. And I think. I honestly think Melo, I wouldn't probably say two or three, but he at least had one. Dang, I, I want to say that, man. I really do. I want to I wanna agree with that. I can't say he, he wouldn't. I definitely can't say he wouldn't. Um, Melo, my guy, I just I can't definitively say that. I, I'm going to just go ahead and say it just because they had uh, Chauncey Billups. You know, you already know what type of caliber point guard he is. Rip Hamilton running off screens, shooting. Uh, Tayshaun Prince locking up on defense, making the hustle plays. She Wallace, you know, he was a, a true stretch for um, really before it got really hyped up. And then Ben Wallace, you know, arguably one of the best defensive players ever. So, and then coached by Larry Brown, I, I think, you know. It sound, I know I know what you're saying. It sounds great. Come on, at least they would have came out the East and he would have got some shots to win, um, to win some titles, yeah. Yeah, I just think a lot. Instantly I think about decisions, I think about shots, and, and I know a lot of those would have been taken away from – those game-winning shots from Rip, you know what I'm saying? Those game-winning decisions from Prince. It just... I don't know, man. You got to think. That's a veteran team having the Melo come in there, coming off the bench. I think that would have been a good... I think, honestly, he could have... We could have been looking at Melo as... I don't look at him differently, but, you know, a lot of people like to say he's not a winner. He would have really had that a winner solidified with that team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he, w- he would have had no choice but to be, pro- you know, part of success. I just, you know... We'll, we, it would have been nice to see. I just can't see Melo giving up shots. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he, he would, probably would have had no choice, though, Coming, going to a veteran team like that. That's my only uh, thing I had to say. I don't think he had no choice, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of other things. Um, guys, what I'm seeing, a lot of guys making bold statements, not necessarily teams and players, more so commentators. Um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of big, big, uh, big things have been thrown around. I'm just really eager to see how things play out. Hopefully, sports gets picked back up um, so we can kind of see how things will pan out. Yep. Um, I see. I'm trying to think of any topics you want to touch on you can think of, honestly. You know, uh, I mean, we could talk about 
I wanted to kind of touch on the best quarterbacks coming out the league this year. I know uh, things kind of got quiet, um, but obviously the two that have kind of came to the top, Tua coming out of Alabama or uh, Joe Burrow coming out of LSU, both coming off great years. Burrow obviously winning the national championship. Do you see one guy being better than the other? I think Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. My only concern with him is that he really only showed success and promise in his last year when he got Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator. That's my only concern. And even before LSU, he was at Ohio State and couldn't beat out um, Dwayne Haskins for the number one job uh, for a starter. So that's my only concern. He really just showed success recently under Joe Brady. So it's almost like a one-year uh, one type of deal of like success. I would like to see a little bit more, but I mean, tape doesn't lie. He looks good. He plays with confidence. So, yeah, I mean, I think the best thing he got going for him right now is his resume. That last year he just put together at LSU, remarkable. Obviously, something else he kind of has is his stature. Stands a little taller than Tua, you know, a little wider than Tua. Seems like he has a more NFL frame. Um, but I, I'm like you said, I'm not 100% sold on him. A lot of temporary success, and we all know a lot of a lot of times that talent, unfortunately, does not uh, kind of transcribe, transfer over to the next level. I think Tua, with with a lot of people kind of counting him out because of his, his hip surgeries and things like that, I think he has a little less pressure. He's not expected to be the best quarterback coming out of the draft, so a little less pressure. I think he, I'm hoping that he finds his way to Washington because I feel like it's a lot of love for him in Washington. Ron Rivera has already showed a lot of interest in the young guy. So I feel like he has room to grow and room to improve. So where he goes plays a lot into it, into the equation. But I do think Tua will, will ultimately come out to be the better quarterback. Yeah, I think the only thing you just got to worry about is that hip. Everybody said he's way ahead of schedule. Um, I mean, let's not lie, people. We all know if uh, Tua was healthy and didn't have that hip um, surgery or that hip injury, he would be the number one pick. Without a question, without a question. So, I think we kind of got to look at it that way. Just only thing is injury concerns. I would Redskins wouldn't be bad. I would like to see him at Miami since Miami kind of retooled a little bit. But mm -hmm. the Redskins just because they got Haskins. I mean, what do you do? You wait. You let Tua if he's not ready to play. Wait a year and then Haskins not a vet to learn under. You know, Haskins kind of young too. Cal Allen is kind of is young as well. So yeah. you got a, a lot of young quarterbacks. I mean, you could, honestly, if you were to do that with Trey Haskins, but you're probably not going to get the same value back. And what you spent on him, a first-round draft pick, draft pick, you're probably not getting that. Might get a fourth-round draft pick or something like that. And then let Kyle Allen play. And you still, they still got Alex Smith on the roster. So I don't know what's that situation going like. Because he, he, had, he, he had that um, almost that uh, life, I mean, not a career in the surgery. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I know they got a lot of quarterbacks on the radar. I just feel like... That's kind of like precautionary measures. I don't really know. Hopefully, they kind of figure some out. We all didn't even expect Kyle Allen to end up on the Redskins roster. Yeah, he um, just signed with the signed back with the Panthers. Just signed. Yes, I think it was two mil, the, two million contracts. Yeah, the Panthers—they're doing a lot right now. I don't think they honestly have a true identity of what they want to do. They don't know what they want to really. Re I don't, I'm gonna say it like this. I felt like they thought they were gonna rebuild, but just changed their mind. So yeah, like I don't know if a new coach, Coach Rule. Uh, had anything to do with it. I'm, I'm not not counting him out either. I like where he's coming from. Winning is important to him. So hopefully he's had a, a, a stamp on this. I, I would trust his judgment yeah. over uh, 
Because uh, owner Tepper. Because you're getting a lot of former college players. Um, solid pickups, nothing too great. The only one I really kind of liked was the Roby Anderson pickup. But we, uh, like I said, we're just going to have to wait and see. A quarterback that I would like to see get picked up by a quality team would be Jalen Hurts. I feel like people may not have to spend the first-round draft pick on him. He can fall anywhere to the second uh, second or third round. Now, honestly, if he gets picked up by the Patriots, I, I, I know I keep uh, using the Patriots as a destination, but, I mean, you've seen where okay quarterbacks have had success in that system, so I would definitely like to see him uh, get a chance to play with uh, – be coached by Bill Belichick. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think Jalen is, is average at all. I think if, if a team takes a chance on it, they will be getting a, a high-quality quarterback, honestly. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, uh, he left. He was at a top school. I believe it was Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. And then he transferred to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, so I, I just like how professional he is. And one thing that, noticed, that I noticed coming from him, uh, whether it was win or lose, Every time he stepped behind that podium or representing his school, he did it in a professional way. Yeah. Um, it's always good seeing it from a quarterback, but more so to see it in a young guy like that. I think any NFL team will be will be taking a, a, a professional guy, a professional, efficient quarterback who's willing to work and get better. Yeah, definitely a mature guy. And then another destination I, would, I wouldn't mind him seeing is New Orleans. Um, honestly, getting to uh, kind of play under Drew Brees, watch and learn from uh, Drew Brees, that would be nice. Even in Green Bay, but, you know, you have to deal with the ego of Aaron Rodgers, you know. So, I mean, I don't think he's ready to retire. I think um, working, uh, being coached by Sean Payton would definitely be uh, a better situation than going to Green Bay. But, yeah, I think he's definitely somebody you should watch out for. For sure, for sure. So, it's definitely some pressures on guys this year. Um, another, another lot of pressure, as always, coming out of Dallas. Dallas yeah, that's what year. I was going to touch on, man. McCartan. Oh. Yeah, Mike McCarthy, Mike yeah, he used McCarthy. to coach uh, Green Bay. He's up there. I don't think think that's a safe choice. You know, get a uh, get a coach who has had success, has won the Super Bowl, didn't do a lot with Aaron Rodgers. I would say, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, I feel like should have at least two or three, and Brady got six. You know, but apparently, uh, him and Mike McCarthy were only able to get one. But um, I definitely like it down there in Dallas. You know, getting to replace uh, Jason Garrett, somebody who just seemed like he was just content with being eight and eight. You know. Yeah, definitely mediocre. I think when you got um, got the new coach coming in, and like you said, a guy that wants to win, a guy that knows how to win. Um, hopefully, it just wasn't a fluke year, you know, with that Aaron thing. Because, like you said, we would expect a little more, you know, yeah, with all definitely. the talent Aaron has. So definitely, definitely, uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, got your running back, got your franchise running back, got your franchise quarterback. The only thing, not to cut you off, yeah. uh, I think Dak. He just got. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he signed the transition tag yet. Are they still? I heard they're open. They opened up renegotiations for his contract. Do you think Dak is worth thirty-five million or thirty million plus, like a five-year, thirty million dollar contract? Because he's uh, looking. He's looking for more than thirty year, thirty million a year. I, th- I think with with that expectation of his, he's looking at other guys in the league. You know what I'm saying? He's looking at yeah. other guys that have done what he's done in the past, and he's kind of expecting the same thing. In that aspect, yes, pay that man. Anybody else who would have done what he's done, maybe even 75% success rate, would have would have been looking at a contract right now. Yeah. I think what Jones is thinking is, hey, you're playing for Dallas Cowboys. You're going to get incentives. You play for the yeah. America's team. Take less of money. Endorsements and everything that comes with it. You know, we're the most popular team. We're the Yankees of the NFL, you know. So we're yeah. the Lakers of the NFL. So we're one of the top franchises. So just take a little bit of discount and get your um, other money off the field. I just don't see why he treat he's treating Dak uh, or even kind of questioning Dak's 
uh, expectation when you paid Tony Romo for years and I think, to do nothing. And I, and I feel y'all, I just think the only thing with that is he saw, he saw we, he paid Tony Romo and he was like, yeah, I'm not making this mistake again. Yeah, could could be something yeah. like that too. Yeah, could be where you saw, but to me, Dak Dak did more for you than Tony did, even as far as like character wise. Just yeah. a guy that seemed like he want to win, a guy that's confident, don't have his head down after wins and losses. I mean, after losses and and just bad mistakes, a guy that seems to to hold not only himself accountable but teammates accountable, a leader. Yeah, and honestly, he kind of uh, took a I don't want to say a, a negative hit, but when he actually. Um, Stood up for uh, Jerry Jones against that whole uh, kneeling and protesting things. I think Jerry Jones that makes some comments about that, and Dak could have went another route and kind of called him out, but ins- instead he kind of you know stay professional. He stayed professional, didn't really get in too much into it. Uh, you know, talk positively about it. And uh, honestly, Dak hasn't been under five hundred since he entered the league. Uh, mm. He got the rookie of the year, then they went nine and seven, and then they had another I think successful year, and then they went uh, eight and eight recently. And just but, missed playoffs. Yeah. yeah, and just missed the playoffs so when they went nine to seven and eight and eight. So he's you can see where he, he has had success, and I just think like uh, Corey he brought up a great point where it's really not you're not kind of determining him on his talent as far as getting paid. You're looking at guys that did kind of similar to what he did and didn't get the same success like uh, Jared Goff. I know Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl, but he still wasn't able to get his team over the hump, yeah. and you know so. Jared Goff just got paid. You're looking at uh, Kirk Cousins just got paid. Yeah. He's getting a lot of quarterbacks getting this money, and Dak over here looking like, okay, it's my time, you know. Dak is younger, in my opinion. He's shown a little more um, a positive incline as far as the future goes. I just see more money, you know, willing to invest in Dak. Yeah, because I feel like if, if Dak was to hit the open market, he will get paid. And so, I mean – if the Cowboys want to play that game and let him hit the open market, uh, somebody will be paying Dak a lot of money, especially if he really proves it this year. Prom, I, I mean, come out to Carolina, Dak. We'll take care of you. Hey, honestly, I thought that. I was like, man, I wouldn't mind if, if they're not going to go the Cam Newton route, going and get Jerry Jones on the line for Dak. But obviously, I would definitely want Cam, but I mean, yeah, I settle for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, no, I'm, again, not, not, let's not, we ain't gonna knock t- Teddy until Yeah, I feel like this show is a bashing, I feel like we're kind of bashing Terry, Teddy Bridgewater, but it is what it is, man. We just would like to see something on the field. That's, That's all. it. It just, it just seemed like we've seen this movie before. You know, we've seen how this has started. We've seen, not, not even for the Carolina, we've seen it on other teams where we feel like teams go out, make a sporadic choice based on some numbers or analytics, not really sure where they're getting it from, but a guy that necessarily hasn't proven himself. And now he's gonna. Now if it doesn't pan out, he's more of an anchor for the Panthers. Not really nothing positive. Yeah, pretty much what the Jaguars did with uh, getting Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick. I thought that was the guy that ended up drafting the guy who looks like he's gonna be a pretty good starter down the road. Yeah, so I think I think teams really not a GM at all, but I think teams need to kind of maybe take that year and a half, year or two to kind of see how things pan out before you invest that much in a quarterback, especially not an obvious choice quarterback. This is a guy who. Other teams would not have given Teddy twenty mil a year. Believe that. Other teams. I think so though. I think. I don't, I don't think, think so. I think a team would have got gave him that just because twenty million for a starting quarterback isn't bad. Let me ask this: Are you are you quicker to give Dak twenty mil or Teddy twenty mil? I give. I would give Dak thirty five million before I give Teddy twenty mil. Depending on the team, but I would rather pay Dak. I mean, but it's two different two different quarterbacks, two different types of players. But I would rather have Dak if that was an option. I would rather have Cam over both of them if that was an option. But it is what it is. Wow, you take you take Cam over over both of them. 
you knowing what Cam, knowing what Cam can be at his when he has the offensive line, some weapons. If you give Cam Dax offensive line, give him Amari, give him Gallup, and give him Zeke. Mm. Yeah, you know, Cam can do damage. You know, that's a problem. Yeah. Only at towards the end, he started having a little bit of talent with DJ Moore and uh, Curtis Samuel and uh, Christian McCaffrey. But still, he had an older Greg Olson and also didn't have an offensive line. And then coaching and game planning wasn't the best. So, I would like, like I said, I just would like to see Cam get a, get in a good situation. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to take for Cam. You touched on it. Great point earlier with San Diego. That's probably the most ideal situation, even more so from the branding aspect, just Cam's personality, talent-wise, yeah. give him a legitimate chance to compete. And apparently, uh, I don't believe this one bit, but the charts are talking about they're going to stick with uh, Tyrod Taylor as their starter um, for the upcoming season. I don't believe that one bit. I feel like once this whole COVID-19 is over with and Cam is actually able to get a, a physical from the team doctor, then I feel like he'll have more options available and San Diego needs to stop trying to play themselves and fool their fans. They need a quarterback, rather if they draft one in the first round. Because Tyrod Taylor is not going to put him over the hump. I mean, he may get them to 9-7 and seven at, at best. Average, yeah. You know, at best, get them to 9-7 with the talent that they have. He could do that, but, I mean, he wants to settle for 9-7 and seven when you got a chance, you know. To get Cam or draft another quarterback. Yeah, man, I, I, I definitely Cam in that situation. I, I would take tenfold. So uh, I'm excited to see what Cam's able to do. Hopefully, he can do some. Hopefully, a team gives him a chance. Hopefully, Cam is also not closed off to the idea that hey, man, I might sign on with the intention to be a backup. Like, just I ho- hopefully he's not either mm-hmm. I'm starting or I'm not playing because that's not what that's not I'm, what we need. I'm gonna disagree. Uh, I feel like he should be starting, even with like people saying Jameis Winston should uh, be coming off the bench. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Jameis, Jameis Winston got the talent. Bruce Aarons' offense is an aired out type of uh, type of risky with the deep throws. So I think he was put in a kind of weird situation. But I would like to see Jameis get a shot at being uh, a starting quarterback. And he, I would say, Jameis is more suited for getting that bench type of uh, role. And then Cam would be ideal for a starter. The teams are looking for that. I would, I would love to give it to him, I really, but I haven't seen a starter cam. Just I haven't seen it recently. Last uh, early twenty eighteen, I think that was last yeah, six and two. Yeah. Then he he played injured in to end the season, and then coming into last year, he was hobbled into the season, and then for the, after that uh, Tampa Bay game, they just kind of said, yeah, he kind of done for the season. Yeah, so, I mean, right situation, give him another chance. I know that this is it, though. So, whatever his next team is that first year, he's going to have to show something. He's yeah. going to have to show something. It's a lot of quarterbacks with a lot to prove. I think we touched on pretty much all of them. Trubisky, Tom Brady. Matt. Uh, Matt, uh, Cam, Teddy, and even Phillip Rivers, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. They should have – I don't know why they picked him up, I'll be honest. I mean, shout out to Phillip Rivers. Um, good quarterback. Arguably a Hall of Famer, that people would say. Um, but why did he go to the Colts? Why did the Colts pick him up? I Man. mean, they just should have kept kept Jacoby or went out and got a Teddy Bridgewater. I hate to say it like that, but that's pretty much what they should have did instead of spending money on getting Phillip Rivers, who only going to be there for a year or two. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. You know, um, I, I can see if the Colts were maybe like one piece away from getting over the hump or, you know, one guy, one or two guys away. They're really not. They kind of – are closer to rebuilding than they are getting over the hump? I think they're a solid team. I just don't think he was the missing piece. And I think he would have a good chance as far as with uh, being in a weak AFC. Well, hold on, never mind. Then AFC South, it really ain't weak. I mean, 
in comparison, I guess, to maybe. Yeah, because they got the Tennessee Titans, the Ryan Tannehill. I mean, speaking of another guy who just got paid crazy. You know what I'm saying? Then you got crazy money. If I'm Dak, I'm like, come yes. on, yeah, that's oh, come on now. Yeah, so he definitely deserved uh, 33. I would say if Dak wants 35, just give him 35, man. It is what it is. Just pay your quarterback. And then if he, their biggest thing is they have to, they didn't make the playoffs last year where everybody had them competing for a Super Bowl. So uh, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine if I would, I would love to be a fly on that wall in that in that meeting just so I can hear explanations to both because I feel yeah. like. Both parties have good, legitimate arguments. I mean, Dallas is a high-profile high, uh, city to play football in. He, Dak will get money from endorsements and other other endeavors if he was to stay with Dallas, which I'm sure he will. But I also hear Dak because you got guys getting paid all over the league that aren't necessarily as good as Dak. So it's confusing. I understand. I'm going to put it like this. If you got a, a, a Hyundai getting <laughs> somebody paying a Hyundai, paying for a Hyundai about thirty thousand, and somebody paying for a Ford Focus or Ford Fusion, thirty five thousand. For that, for that Honda, that brand new Honda, even though it's a solid, good car, not mm-hmm. a, not necessarily an ideal or luxury car, you're gonna pay. You might as well pay that premium to get a Honda over a Hyundai or um, another car. So that's how I put it. For sure, no, I think that's a good comparison, man. Dad, just hold it out, man. Get your money, get paid. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to touch on, man? Man, I think that's it for this one, man. All right, man. This might be our longest episode ever. Uh, forgive us for not having a smooth transition with the topics. We're just kind of going um, off our heads with the topics, man, and just trying to touch sure. on everything since we know everybody's going through the COVID-19, just trying to kind of throw a bunch of ideas and topics at you guys, man. But, hey, we'll see y'all next time. Appreciate y'all listening, man. Check us out. Yes, sir.